It's the Green Umbrella Marketing Social Snippet Show. Hello and welcome to this week's Social Snippet Show. I think this one might be a little bit more energetic than usual because we have the wonderful Jill joining us from, um, from Walks. So Walks is kind of a, um, a brand that's grown out of Nordic Walking UK. If you've seen groups of people kind of going on walks together, that kind of thing, led by an instructor, you're probably looking at a Walks leader or, or a Nordic Walking UK instructor. So it's really interesting. Obviously, during lockdown, you know, the people running these kinds of businesses, they were really, really affected. They had to think differently. Um, and had to use that time wisely as well whilst they couldn't get out there and, and take groups out. So we're going to talk to Jill about how, as a brand, they've kind of navigated that, but also talk about, you know, the benefits of it, why people join the group and that kind of thing. But there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are you know, they're probably on their own running a business. It can be difficult let's say to keep your motivation intact when it's just you and your business and there are little things you can do to kind of help yourself with that obviously exercise is one of those things but you might not be the kind of person that wants to go to the gym you might not be the kind of person that would enjoy a yoga class um you know i, I think that what jill does and what, what the team there at walks and audit walking uk do really gives people another option um, and so it's going to be great talking about that um, I'm hoping she doesn't enforce exercise on us in our chairs um, but you, you never know anything could happen on this show so um, I'll let you tune in I'll let you have a listen and um, yeah you let me know what you think Hello everybody, it's Thursday, it's 12 noon and um, here we are again on the Green Umbrella Facebook page going live. Um, we are going to be talking about a few different things today. We've got the fantastic Jill joining us from an organisation called Walks. Um, so it's a slightly different guest to what we've had previously. Um, I'm going to let Jill explain to everyone who she is, what Walks is as well. Um, but yeah, it's we're not looking at personality profiles today. We're not talking to people involved in the recruitment industry or other marketers, something completely different. Um, so Jill, welcome, of course. Hello. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll run through what I do and um, a warning to everyone now, I come from the fitness industry, so I know that some people will run a mile a minute, a minute we say that and <laughs> we might be bossing you about. But um, what we do at Walks is um, it's a franchise business that looks at getting people active outside, having a huge amount of fun when they do it but having streams from just going walking, experiential, fantastic walks that can be themed um, and just really sociable. And then we have other streams that are wellness, yoga, tai chi, forest bathing, um, touching cuddling trees, whatever we fancy doing around wellbeing. But we also do a lot of rehabilitation in that stream. And then the final one is the one that um, terrifies most people, and that's total body walking. So we have a number of programs that mean that every step you take works the whole body. Um, it's hilarious. It's really good fun. It's very unique, but it literally turns a walk into a workout. So our franchisees deliver those programs, 
And we're also linked to, we are the founders of Nordic Walking on Kay. So there's a lot of polling, a lot of pole walking, and a lot of crossover between the two brands. That was a great answer. I'm so glad I didn't introduce it because I think I'd have said three of those things. <laughs> yeah. I'd actually forgotten just how much you do. Yeah, I think sometimes I forget just how much I do as well, especially at the moment. There's a lot of it. We've, I was talking to other people in the industry yesterday, and I've spent, it's 40 years now since I first trained as a fitness instructor, which is a bit scary. Um, and we, we're always, we've spent years and years and years telling people, don't sit in front of a screen too much and go out and do that. And I was sitting in a forum of people that are physical activity promoters, and we all admitted we've never sat in front of a screen as much as we are now. So when the rest of the nation is actually doing more quite often, um, we seem to be doing less and we're more in front of a screen than we've ever been. So, uh, yeah, note to self, get up after this and another walk around. <laughs> well, you've had to be so agile in the business so I mean I know you're saying about it kind of agile's got different meanings I suppose hasn't it so um because let's face it your walks groups are reliant on groups of people you know you are essentially a health club so from March when it was right nobody can go out or you're only allowed out once a day you can have groups that got together how on earth did you cope with that as a business and and what did you do to, to sort of yeah be, be agile enough as of in business terms to, to make that work for you? Yeah, it was a really difficult one because um, there was we were juggling with public opinion, different instructors' opinions, um, how we you know at one stage we felt because we were outdoors we would be okay, and then gradually it just lockdown just appeared, and. Um, high emotion uh, around everything that you're doing. But we have, we have a lot of people on direct debit. We have a lot of people that their only interaction every week is that club that they go to. And so we very quickly sort of, we were just about to launch our app and we thought, no, we're gonna have to do something different here. We're gonna have to look at giving our guys some way of interacting and, um, Everybody, the world and the wife, Joe Wicks, everyone went on to Zoom um, and we wanted to be in, in that space. We wanted to give our guys something a little bit more than that. So on the system where they currently interact and put their live walk and people look on and all of that sort of thing, we, we built a virtual platform. And then we knew that some of our brilliant instructors that are great for their clients might just offer coffee mornings or whatever um, and wouldn't be confident to deliver fitness in front of the camera so myself and and some of the stalwarts that we've got in our team one of them in particular that I just have to mention Denise Page who's a legend in the fitness industry she dusted off the leg warmers and she went out in her garden and she did a daily video for other guys to share um, and then they could also learn from that and gradually, gradually, we're now doing workshops so they can deliver. If we go into any other mini lockdown or or during the winter, if we get in less people out, we can go virtual as well. So that was a huge shift in our business. Yeah, as you say, and you had to do that 
very quickly as well. Very quickly. Learning all about the microphones, the insurance, can you have music, all of those things was massive for us because we know everything about being outdoors. You know, that's what we do. Um, some of us have come from a gym and work, so we know all about indoor exercise, but that's what we specialise in. And suddenly we had to know all about digital and, and all of that and engaging with people online and that that element of it for, for a lot of us was completely alien and yet all of our instructors were waiting for us to say what do I do next so mm. and how many um how many groups and instructors have you got I mean because it, it's a it's a big community with, with walks and and the other brands you represent well we have 2,000 live walks and activities every week on this on the system without down now it's live plus virtual because a lot of the guys found when they when they went back to go in outdoors um people were saying oh no but i still want to do the virtual um and martin one of one of the sort of hq team um he's in london and he's found that he's still got as much virtual as he has outdoor so you know we're, we're all looking pretty exhausted because the customers now want us to be on both but right. um, we've also got about 200 community projects and councils that we train and support and represent as well so with the nordic walking it's a licensed program and the guys work at whatever level some of them work at a really high level and have several leaders working for them and then with walks it's a management franchise so the walks teams oversee an area recruit instructors where they're needed and fill the gaps so they work with schools they'll work with care homes we're working with hospitals councils and a big thing that we're doing is corporate um, walking programs for companies so that's that's kind of what we do wow cool and sorry christina go ahead i was going to say i am um, one of the things i kind of I was on a call earlier this week and um, part of what was shared on that call was the fact that there's there's a lot of business owners who are and maybe people that have actually launched their businesses like right now, whether it's because they're worried about whether they're going to come back from furlough or not, or they've been made redundant. And they're essentially one person operations and staying motivated when it's just you working for yourself is really, really tough. And, you know, it, with like all the business books and self-improvement and that kind of thing, there's a lot of emphasis on exercise as a way of keeping yourself motivated um, and, and creating that social environment. And the reality is, the gym isn't for everyone. No. Not everyone's a swimmer. No, and, and especially now, going indoors is a worry where there's sweat and, and droplet um, yeah. acceleration. So, you know, that is a major concern. And the gyms are doing a fantastic job to, to minimise that. But it's certainly not, I don't think at the moment, for somebody thinking of taking up exercise, that would be a, a concern. So, you know, longer term, hopefully we can sort that all out. But yeah yeah so do you think you've had in it like an influx of um sort of people sort of joining the clubs and, and joining some of the programs that you that you offer because they're in that situation or using it to sort of create that kind of self-motivation it's that it's that that thing to it's it's almost like that that little point in your day you can hinge everything else off of yeah, we've seen there was a lot of engagement. Um, thank you, Amanda, um, because obviously with social media, 
people were going out walking so we were aware just going out ourselves on our little sort of daily one hour that people that never normally walk or never explore their neighborhoods were out and about and we knew that that one thing about walking is a lot of people don't see it as exercise because they don't think it's tough enough and then they also think well I've got to go further or faster to get any exercise benefits so people get to a point with walking that they either love it or they, they give it up so we knew during lockdown people were walking more and then they were starting to follow us and wanted to know more about it and so when we came out of lockdown that was really good for our guys because people who wanted to get more out of walking were trying Nordic walking and and various things and we launched a new induction that would capture their imagination I suppose is, is the way we called it power of poles and we made it look like something that was really available to everybody um, but what we've also seen from a walks perspective is all the people that either don't want to go back to what they did before after lockdown saying I want to change my lifestyle and maybe get out and deliver something physical or just have to do something because I've been made redundant or I know that I haven't got a job you know when furlough ends so it's been you know we we say to everyone we've kind of come through better than an awful lot of other industries out there we've still had some really tough times we've had to cancel our festival which um, you know, it was a huge blow to us because we'd done all the work and then we were refunding tickets and, and whatever. So we, like everyone, we've had some hard times, but people want our product and you can't ask for more than that at the moment. I think it's interesting, Jill, what you were saying about people sort of going out and walking more in their area, because I noticed particularly at the start of lockdown when sort of walks were allowed for exercise, um, that people were sharing photographs of their neighbourhood and they were saying, I never knew that this ex existed literally two minutes from my house. And yeah. I just think, I think it's strange, but obviously it's a really good thing that people are getting out there and people are starting to exercise more and also see the benefits of walking. There's um, another girl that I'm quite close with and she started walking every day and she started doing that since the beginning of lockdown and she's seen a massive improvement in her in her general fitness. And I guess, like you said, it's something quite a lot of people have the... Um, the vision that unless you're running or you're doing something that's really high intensity you're not going to get the rewards but actually sort of oh. being consistent with it and doing the daily walks you do see the rewards and you, you do sort of see your overall fitness there as well yeah you do and and that thing about discovering what's near you you know not everybody has the confidence to go wandering and and are worried about getting lost or um yeah a little bit too far from home and, and maybe feeling a bit vulnerable so one of the things that we offer with the fact that it's group supported is we push people out of their comfort zones a little bit and they go to places and and that comment is really common to our groups of oh I didn't know this was here um, and we love that we love to take them to places and get them to experience that I've never gone to any location where you couldn't get a really good walk and find some interest so whether that's a city centre with the history or or you know there's always something that can make a walk um, either a workout or really interesting and the time will pass but the other secret to or, or our secret weapon is if you walk well you get much better benefits out of it so again just going for a walk on your own and not necessarily doing it well 
um, is not nearly as effective as somebody, number one, teaching you how to walk well, number two, then being able to say, do you know what, I think you're ready now to do a bit of total body or, or to be pushed a little bit harder or why don't you try this or why don't you sign up for that challenge? So our teams are always trained to take people on a journey and that's not just a single walk, it's a lifetime journey of walking. Yeah, what, yeah what, sorry, Emily. It was no, the, it's um, fine. <laughs> walking well. When you say you're teaching people to walk well, I kind of now I feel a bit conscious. And I'm that's what I was going to say. That's literally what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> get up and walk around, and I'm going to assess you. Oh God. <laughs> See, I was worried you'd call something like that. You'd have to do some workouts. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing wrong because I just feel like. One foot in front of the other, you know, I'm taking the door. No, um, my husband will tell you that um, I am a complete obsessive, that my pet hate is when you see people fitness walking, you know, and they've always got the bottle of water and they're really tight and they're like that and they're sort of marching and, and it's I'm going out exercising and I just want to stop the car and shout at them. And the other thing that really winds me up is people that are running um, before you know they should they shouldn't be they're running and because they think that's exercise and you can see um, the gait and everything about them that they are straining their body in ways that they shouldn't so to walk well is a really simple process but it's about understanding how we are what our anatomy is and how as animals we would have moved in the first place um, and we're too conscious sometimes about uh, other people looking at us and, and what other people think rather than going back to our natural state. But for instance, we, you should roll through the foot. So the heel should hit the ground and then you should roll through the foot. And if you try that, even just while you're sitting in the desk, if you do that, <laughs> I am. <laughs> if you stand up and do it, it's better, but you can feel every single muscle in the legs are working so as opposed to just putting the foot flat on the ground which a lot of people do so a lot of people kind of slap the feet onto the ground um, but by foot rolling you're working everything and as you actually come up onto the toes you can get really good postural benefits out of that as well so um, and then arm swing instead of that tight shouldered like oh I'm fitness walking if you actually relax and drop the shoulders down and swing your arms as we do in Nordic walking, you free up everything, the neck, the shoulders, and you get a really good arm swing, which works much more muscles. So sometimes being tight and fast or trying to run, you'd get much benefit of slowing down, walking well, and using all the muscles as they're meant to be used. And the cardiovascular benefits then start to come because more muscles means more calories are burnt, basically, so, which is why we use poles. And the benefit of the poles is they also um, take the weight off the feet. So if people have got um, joint issues or they're carrying a bit of excess body weight, it feels better. But they also provide propulsion forward, which makes you feel lighter. And every time that pole hits the ground, you're getting core benefits and you're also getting the, the push forward. So you can actually stay out longer um, and go faster so when you finished you feel like yeah I've really done something today and you have you've worked your whole body so that's why we do it see whenever I walk now I'm going to be thinking am I walking well is this good <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so in terms of marketing, yeah, you know, reaching out to the, the, the community, um, we know that, that Nordic walking, it, it's not a new thing. It's been around for a while, but it certainly feels like it's taken on some, some legs. Excuse me, really awful pun. Um, <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> Introducing the like the wellness walks and the total body walks. That's yeah. that's kind of a new concept. And as you say, you're trying to get people to to understand that it's you know it, it is a full body workout. It's not just going for a little ramble somewhere. Um, mm. So how you know your marketing strategy? Obviously, we know a little bit because we've, we've worked with you on it. But um, so for, for people who are viewing today, in terms of kind of marketing channels that you use, how do you start, how do you even start to build build a marketing strategy and and what sort of methods do you use to, to reach out to, to your community? It's it's a really interesting one because when um, I obviously used to do health promotion and my whole remit was trying to find something that people would love to do and stay doing and that you could progress them. So when I first came across Nordic walking as a concept and I was living out in the Alps, um, I thought that is a cross trainer. And I can take that to the public. It's really affordable. We can take it out into the community and we can build a huge amount of fun and experience around it that will keep people coming back for more. So um, so when we first looked at Nordic Walking, we never looked at it how it is in Europe, that it's a, it's a sport, it's a coach technique, and it's really serious. And the reason we've moved now into walks is we've realised that over the years, the Nordic Walking marketing um, I would sit down and write another program and another program and we bought in everything from working with my team from ski fit to speed hike to the, the well-being, the falls prevention. And suddenly we sat back and we said, this isn't just Nordic walking. This is a whole exercise program. But because we were called Nordic Walking UK, there were a lot of people going, oh, that's just pole walking and it's just for old people. Mm. Of course, it, what we're doing and what we're doing in those clubs is is not just for old people and it's certainly not just pole walking because a lot of the guys are using smoothies which are sort of exercise uh, rings that vibrate that were developed for Parkinson's but are absolutely incredible wellness tools and then we use exercise bands we use body weight we use so much and that's why we now call that total body walking because um, you can do a whole class with no poles and no kit and you can still create a whole body workout so that's where the walks concept came from because we just felt we could go out to a wider population and break down any barriers of oh have I got to walk with those pole things and there is still that um despite all the marketing we've done over 12 years there's still that thing that it's um for older people and predominantly female um and one guy once said to me do I have to be a woman of a certain age and wear purple and at, at that point, I thought, oh, my God, our marketing and our branding and our tribe is actually now putting people off because people are perceiving us all as a bunch of women of a certain age who wear purple. Um, and we love that because we have got a lot of women of a certain age who wear purple and we embrace that and we think they're fantastic. But we don't want to be um, we don't want to be a niche. We don't want to just appeal to them because we want their daughters to come. We want their husbands to come. And the minute we started to say, you know what, you don't have to have polls. Um, bring your friends, bring your family on some of the activities. 
it opened up and, and we started to get the other halves who were like, well, pole walking is what she does. The interesting thing is that more and more people are engaging with us without poles go on to poles at some stage. So right. we're just we're just bringing them in in a different way. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine it's, it, yeah, as you say, the the um, the purple people, the Nordic walking community, they, yeah. I mean, they're incredibly loyal as a community. And it's a fantastic community. Yeah, um, they, they turn up at events and festivals and they are just so welcoming to newcomers. And we never, ever want to not be involved in that. And, you know, we've made that absolutely clear. Nordic Walking UK is going nowhere. We love our purple people and we want them to feel that they are also a really integral part of walks because during our delivery to Nordic Walking UK customers, that's how we've learned what works and what will work for a wider population. So they're incredibly valuable to us. Mm. As, and we, yeah, we love them. We absolutely. Yeah. So what does work from a marketing <laughs> perspective? What um, what are you trying at the moment? What have you tried in the past that's had good results for you? I mean, because there's, you know, there's so much you can choose in, in a marketing strategy. As in what medium works? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, whether it's uh, digital stuff, email, social, you know, what what are you going for? I think I think digital is growing, obviously, like with everything else. And again, as, as a team of uh, more senior directors as we are, we've had to really learn. And my son finds that hysterical that he calls me sort of digi-gran and there is that weird thing. Um, we kind of have to try and stay abreast of things, which is why we work with you guys. Um, but we're always trying to, to push the boundaries on that. But we still don't forget that we we have a brilliant core audience. And for instance, in Dorset, we've just done a door drop, an old fashioned leaflet door drop. Mm. Granted, we have got a little bit um, clever with that, that we're using landing pages and those sort of things to, to track how effective they are. Um, and we're even talking about a more uh, touchy-feely brochure that tells stories and that kind of thing. And where we like to go with the Walks brand is that there is something that has a little bit more longevity if it comes through the door with some stories and testimonials and stuff in. But yeah, digital is has got to be the way. And also local. We like the guys to make their local, sort of really work their locality and their community. Mm, yeah, because even though Walks is a, a national brand, each of the franchisees, I suppose, is kind of has got their got their designated patch. So you've kind of kind of got that yeah. network of people that need to kind of drop a pin where they are. So, you know, I know you talked about the door drop, but you're doing that in in a in actually a very strategic way, coupling it with um, Facebook advertising that targets the same people. So in theory, someone could be sat at home, get the week. Well, Christina, particularly, you call it lumpy mail, don't you? Sometimes the yeah. kind of thing that comes with the letterbox that that makes yeah. you go oh what's this and it's got a you know, tear it's off voucher on it in it i don't give any gifts away <laughs> 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 got a little leaflet sorry christina to disappoint <laughs> <laughs> but there's a call to action on the leaflet and an incentive yeah. isn't there yeah. so a free walk or free membership or, or something along those lines yeah and what we're also doing because walks has got the different strands we um 
we're trying to sort of tell those stories. So mm. what happens is if people register for the free walk or the free membership, they, they get a series of emails that say, did you know that you could get a full body workout when you go for a walk? So we're trying to be informative um, at the same time. And that's that's the work we're doing on the on the brand building at the moment. Mm. Uh, but we're we're always we're looking into everything from podcasting to you name it. We'll we'll do it. Mm. Pod and podcast is a big thing. Christina, obviously, you've just launched yours, so yeah, it, you know numbers. If it, podcasting yeah. is the new black, definitely, <laughs> definitely the new black. It's um, it you know it it's crazy. The com like. The comp I've probably had three, four conversations this week with people that are kind of asking questions about launching the podcast. And, um, you know, the, the great thing is you, know, you can imagine a walks podcast is essentially, you know, it's a guided walk, isn't it? Potentially. It's everything from chatting to cancer survivors while out on a walk or or going out with a forest bathing ex expert and them talking through, you know, what you're seeing, what you're experiencing. So um, and also just um, using the GoPros and sharing our walks with people as well, which is another thing that, that our guys are, are trialing. So what we're trying to do is be really different in that um, if there's another lockdown, we can take people on walks with us. And we can then share that route with them so we can point out things they might need to know about on a risk assessment point of view but also the beautiful things there and then they can um get that route from us so yeah it's we're we're, we're up for anything and the team are busy with the smileage points at the moment which are we love that and that i have to thank if janine is uh, Janine is one of our people that uh, delivers for one of our walks groups. She's great with slogans and she came up with the smileage points. So we're ever grateful for, to Janine for that one. And the smileage points are reward points that we're working with everybody from supermarkets to outdoor stores that people can earn benefits out of their miles that they walk with their smileage points. And that's coming out on the app. So we're busy on that as well. And it sounds like it's a huge team of us, but there's actually only seven of us. I was going to say, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's worth mentioning that, you know, you guys, you're based, it, uh, was it worth, worth Matravers, isn't it? It's yeah, we're in the best place to walk in the whole country. And, um, yeah, if you see behind, I'm in a very ramshackle Dorset cottage, which used to be my holiday home. But we were based when we came back from France, we were based in Milton Keynes because launching new brand, launching new company. Let's go central. Let's be serious. We had already run outdoor leisure parks and health clubs and various things in, in Milton Keynes. So we knew the business community really well around there. So it was a really sensible decision. It went brilliantly until we got flooded um, and we we were near Olney and um, just outside Milton Keynes and we got into the office one day the computers were floating around on the floor and we said well we've got to recap we've got to change everything so the girls that wanted to stay in Milton Keynes and we still have them and they're brilliant they um they were working from upstairs offices and then we moved them to their homes prior to everybody working from home um and the rest of us are down now in Dorset. So we just moved into our holiday home. 
and I've never moved out of it. Uh, and now I'm, I'm working in it as well. But we're based right up on the cliffs um, with stunning sea views and it, it kind of fits with the brand. It's prior to Zoom meeting, as you guys know, not particularly easy for someone to come to visit you. It's kind of <laughs> a two day donkey ride to get there, but everyone loves it once they get there. So yeah, best place okay. to be. I remember my first meeting at your head office, um, and it, as you say, absolutely stunning views. You know, if you if you're going to work in an office, you want it to be on a clifftop near the Jurassic Coast. And I think after we finished our meeting, I took a little drive into Swanage, came back out. So I drove along the seafront, came back out, and stopped on a, a cliff next one over. And there was a nice cream van parked at the top, so I stopped, got a little sauce ice cream. I was like, "This is the clients I like working with." This is amazing. <laughs> like a holiday, Amanda. <laughs> a working holiday. <laughs> lifestyle if it's not an ice cream you have to have a cream tea on yeah. on our festival the cream teas the cream tea walks sell out within seconds of going live and we do 70 walks a day and we sit in the office and it's ding 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 cream tea walks all all fully booked and uh perbeck ice cream actually come and support us and they bring a van on site best they are the best and we've also got um perbeck cider company and we do a walk right past their orchards so that's yeah. Mark's kind of work <laughs> i mean we've got fantastic pubs down here we've got the fox pub which is one of the oldest in the country so we have a walk called the fox trot obviously um so yeah it's great and everything we do here our groups replicate that in their in their communities as well all of the communities have got something that other areas don't have and then what what the groups do is they get together and walk you know with each other and share what they've got so our group quite often go to Winchester or Stonehenge and meet up with other people in other areas mm. um, and that works really really well mm. so there's there's definite pros and cons of running a franchise network I imagine then oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean we were licensed um, and there's always a resistance to licensing and a lot of people well I just want to be an audit walking instructor so why are you guys so strict on um, you know and we, we tried to do it because we wanted um, standardized delivery we wanted uh, professional systems we wanted to actually give the instructors the tools we need, knew they needed to retain their customers but there was a, all a lot of them could see in the early days was why are you trying to restrict me to do that and why do you want to take a percentage and it's it's kind of because you've got you've got really expensive software that we've spent years developing to help you grow but i think that's changed a lot but with the the nordic and the licensing it is it's a, a lifestyle business and a lot of instances it's more lifestyle and they only want to deliver um, a certain amount of walks um, and, and engage with a certain demographic. With walks, it's a much bigger, we are now, this is a full-on franchise. We spend months with them on their training. We put a full business plan together. Um, and it's therefore much stricter on the branding and the use of the brand and, and everything that goes with it um, because the opportunities are huge and the people we need uh, they just have to be really brilliant at what they do because they're going to be managing quite a lot of delivery 
once they get fully established. But it's new to us. We, we've had to enter the franchise world and we weren't franchisees up until this point. So again, huge learning curve. I know, um, Mark, you, you that, <coughs> brand control makes you twitchy, doesn't it? Well, you know, someone's got to look after things. Well, no, it's, 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 it's interesting though, because I, I've been part of a franchise before and the people that were successful in the franchise community were the people that, that stuck to, you know, the guidelines and, and did things as, you know, they were prescribed and it does work. So, I mean, how do you find sort of, because obviously you're doing a lot of national sort of uh, marketing and things, but also do you let the, the franchisees do their own individual things under guidance? And if you do, do you, how do you sort of control that and keep a, a track of things really? Yeah, it's the, the correct term there is under guidance. So right from day one with the franchisees, there's there's the manual and it's all outlined in there. So, and also we produce an awful lot more for them at the beginning. So it's kind of, um, here's your webpage, here's this, here's that, here's how to maintain it, here's your social media. We, we obviously introduce them to you guys and you do three months coaching with them. Um, and that helps because you understand both the brand integration with the, the Nordic Walking UK and how that works. Um, and then we do, they've got a marketing toolkit and they've got very strict guidelines around that. I'm sure, I'm sure we're still going to see things. And we, I know with our Walks Masters, we love them. They're people that transferred from Nordic Walking UK to Walks. And there's a little bit of standardization going on there where they've got a bit overexcited with the Walks brand. And also we've had to pick people up that um, didn't adopt Walks or didn't come into us that are starting to use it. And we're having to politely say, actually, you know, um, it is a protected term. Yeah. And you, you can't just use it. So, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it's all difficult and you've never got enough um, hours in the day to get everything right. But we've tried with walks to all of the mistakes that we made and we made a lot. Um, the biggest one being that Nordic walking is not something you could protect. So although we created something that was vastly different from what any other Nordic walking organization around the world does, which was programs and retention strategies and behavior change and all that. You you can't say that and you can't protect it. So, you know, we spent 12 years building something pretty unique that we couldn't protect and, you know, massive, massive mistake. Um, so we wouldn't be making that one again. Yeah. <laughs> it really is a learning curve, I think. Everything this year as well um, has been a massive learning curve for you as well. So I, I, I often feel like I'm nagging you for things, kind of send me this image, I'll do this. But uh, and I know how busy you are because you've had to adapt so quickly. Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, it's I feel sometimes because you've got people asking you uh, about guidance. You've got other people pushing you and in, in various things and and I hate not getting back to people but um, I prefer the ones that push than the ones that sort of say well I did tell you that and you didn't answer and you know, <laughs> that really winds me up because I'd rather be pushed on it because I yeah. could miss something really important so um, yeah it'd be great to have more hours in the day but as I said at least we're busy there must yeah. be 
so many people that are sitting there going, where's all my clients gone or what's happening? So, you know, we have been able to adapt. We will keep adapting and people want our products. So I can't ask for anything more apart from I would like the government to let us know in advance when they're making some school changes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, nice. I mean, this from uh, any industry's point of view. If if we had just been tipped off, we could have avoided the fact that all of our guys are sitting watching the news and then emailing us at ten o'clock at night saying, "Oh my God, what's going to happen from Monday?" Because we could have said we could have been ready with it. But we we're learning at the same time as everyone else is learning. You're like, well, where did that one come from about group size? And then you're trying to delve into the small print. And what we have noticed is the small print doesn't come out until a couple of days after the announcements in a lot of cases, um, which is not particularly helpful. But everyone's going through the same thing. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, just, just before you kind of went into that track, it's still highly relevant, I think, is... Um, you know, one of the things with organisations like yours is the ability to gain content from the people using your service and people engaging with you. So like we would like I would refer to it as user generated content, which is fantastic for you to be able to use in your marketing right now because of the you know the, the conditions we're, we're living in people are getting very kind of um they're getting really concerned about what imagery they use in their marketing if there's three people in the photo and they're all stood too close together it's like oh no we can't use that because of social distancing yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff and and i think it's a um we amanda and you and i were having a bit of a, a conversation about the kind of you know, people will look at an image and they make judgments. It's a bit like if you, um, I don't know if you've been out and about, but I was in, um, I had to go to, to London for a meeting a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, you know, or, you know, just going to the supermarket and you see someone not wearing a mask. Mm. Now, you know, there are, there are, you know, there's lots of reasons why someone might not be wearing a mask in public. But in that instance, you don't think about that. You just think, oh, they're not wearing a mask. Yeah, and it's kind of like those subliminal things that come in. There's a lot of that. We've had um, people filming us when we're out in our groups. Um, definitely down here in Dorset, there's a lot of feeling because they were deluged. You saw what was happening at um, Lulworth Cove, and, yeah. and we felt really, we felt it ourselves. We couldn't go to places we would normally just go for a walk because. Um, everybody, the world and the wife, was suddenly outside and there was a lot of littering and there's a lot of camper vans in, in our laybys and car parks. So everybody at the moment is seeing everything and kind of going, mm, well, that's not fair. So one of the things we said to our groups is, um, yeah, if we're running a COVID secure business and it's about exercise, you can go out there and you can have bigger groups. But think about how that might look to a family that can't go and meet granny in the park at the moment, you know, that, that might not look very good if you're all having a laugh and, you know, giggling in the park. So um, it's it's a really difficult one and images everything and the images that we're getting, the content that we're getting from the groups. We did a lot of work around poles apart and we did some fun images where they were sort of holding their poles apart. That worked really well. And we're constantly saying to them, make sure yeah. people understand you're not just a group of people having fun you're out there you're delivering exercise and as much as you are all smiling and enjoying it 
Um, there is a reason for doing it because at the moment, the one thing everyone, everyone needs to be doing is staying active and staying fit because that is the way to fight COVID. Mm. So. And there, there are enormous health benefits, not just physical health benefits, but mental health benefits, aren't there? <laughs> Mindset, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's unbelievable the changes that you see in people from the physical changes, obviously. The first one we see, usually within about four weeks of starting a pole walking, is um, posture um, and range of movement improves. But the key thing we see is they just relax, they smile more, they feel better, they feel energized. And they're the secret weapons that sometimes they haven't even realized themselves um, that they're getting just by being out, moving. And then if we start to bring in things like balance, um, you know, as we get older, I, I, I have a mantra that you have to stand on one leg, um, each one in turn, obviously, otherwise you've got one brilliant leg and one wibbly one. Um, but every single day, you've got to stand on one leg. And, you know, you can see it in our groups that the first couple of times they do those drills, they're wobbling all over the place. And then they get incredible balance. Well, as you get older, the one thing that is going to stop you falling is balance. The second one is flexibility. So, again, we work on that. Um, generally, just using our muscles or their waist away. So, you know, we can do that when we're out walking. Um, and the best thing of all is just being out there. The movement effect of nature, being out there and fresh air. You can't, you can't put a, a, a number on it it is just incredible um, and even if you feel like I don't want to go out today and it's raining or it's cold if you do go out you'll feel better so yeah. it's just, you've got to get the shoes on and you've got to go out if I you think can just people that are lovely and make you laugh then it's even better even better definitely I must admit that and it is a risk as you say you spend so much time in front of a computer and working at home so when I get to the end of the day, I'm kind of like, it's the end of the day, great. And then I'm just walking downstairs. So there's not a lot of separation between work and home. You're still on your phone, checking emails. Yeah. So I've made real conscious effort to, right, as soon as I finish work, I take the dog out and go for a walk because that kind of helps just kind of, yeah, switch the brain off. As you say, get the fresh air because it's it's actually been really nice weather this week as well. So it's it's, you know, you kind of think, don't you don't want to feel resentful about working either no you can get out and enjoy that it it's yeah it makes a world of difference you should get up every 40 minutes anyway you should always just get up and move around four minutes does that mean we all have to stand up <laughs> mark looks very guilty in the corner there <laughs> The, the position that you're in when you're on your screen, if you think about it, um, your all your leg and buttock muscles are kind of in, in a, a stretch position that you shouldn't be in. And that is incredibly bad for your back. And then with this shoulder position, especially if you're typing, um, and all of us are not on... <laughs> there's a lot of stuff you can do stood up there's an awful lot of stuff you can do stood up i quite often take the laptop into the kitchen and just stand and and do things um but get up walk around 
grab a cup of tea. That's the benefit of being at home, is you can get a decent cup of tea. Um, so, uh, which uh, up at our unit, that, that was not something, the water up there was just horrible. So uh, it's nice, it's nice to, to be able to get a good cup of tea. Christina probably doesn't get a cup of tea, do you, Christina? Make your own Christina. You can, because um, who was saying, can you show us something you can do at your desk? So you can put your oh. arm, you can put your arm onto your desk in front of you now, right. and then okay. sort of lengthen up through your spine and lean forward, and then press your arm down on the desk, and you'll feel your core engaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what you get from walking with poles if you do it correctly. So every step you take, because you're pressing down onto the strap, you're lengthening and engaging the core every time you press down onto the poles or um, we have some with a core ledge or some with a strap and you're pressing down on those and you're working your core. That's something you can do 10 of those. You can do sit to stand. If you don't want to get up and walk around, you can do sit to stand. You can twiddle your ankles to get a little bit of, um, you know, sort of blood flow going in your ankles. So, And then you can do some nice sort of shoulder, you know, stick your hands out in front of you and watch it and draw a big circle in the sky. Follow it all the way around. Come on, Christina and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you're not watching it you're supposed to watch it the whole time so if you put it up in front of you you've got to watch it up oh. watch it down like that because then you won't strain your neck so oh. those circles feel how good that makes you feel see that is better can you say i need to do those <laughs> do them every every hour <laughs> you've got the lethargy kicking in doesn't it yeah, but that's what movement does to your body. I mean, yeah. if you, we're not designed to be fixed in one position ever. We're supposed to be, it goes back to walking. I think there's a brilliant book out there. It's called In Praise of Walking, and it's by a neuroscientist. It's absolutely brilliant because it kind of shows how your brain is connected with the movement of walking. So you've kind of got a DPX in you, a, a sort of system in you, DPS. So you're walking around and you're, you're mapping everything out and your brain is really active, which is why, because of that connection, you can kind of stop thinking about other stuff. So, you know, when you're saying you go out for a walk, um, quite often you can be really creative because you, you're not thinking of the, what have we got for tea or those mundane things. Your, your brain is working with the whole body and it, you become a, a complete animal really i say oh, i do some drills with my um my groups on mindfulness where i when we walk through the woods i kind of say if you were an animal you would only be interested in can i find something to eat or is something going to eat me so you would be listening out you would be smelling you'd be in tune with everything that was going on around you but your brain would actually be clear because you're doing all those things if that makes sense Mm. So, yeah, walking's powerful stuff. I like that analogy. Are you either something to eat or something that's going to eat me? Yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Because that, that's what you know, we we are just creatures, and that is what creatures do. There is another very um, important driver, which is obviously um, 
keeping the species going if i say it politely but we so but we don't allow our um our groups to think about that one when they're in the work <laughs> <laughs> i should think about too <laughs> we can think about it we just don't allow it you know <laughs>
Um, we train them on, on medical conditions and, and various things. And they're really, really professional. So even though when you see those groups on there and you just see a bunch of people having fun outdoors and doing a silly pose in front of the camera, that instructor has pre-screened everybody, has made sure they're being led by somebody who's got the skills to lead them. Um, there's a lot of work gone into how that walk was planned, rec you know, recorded, risk assessed. And so from the outside, it looks like, oh, that's a really easy thing to do. I'll just get trained and I'll, I'll just run around out there with lots of people and, and teach them how to use the parapods. It is so much more than that. And there is so much professionalism. But the people themselves, they have to be, they have to love their customers. If they do it for money, or they do it for any other reason, they won't make a success of it. You just have to love the customers, and they do, and 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 that shows. And I think that's the the key to everything we do is from head office. We love the walkers. That's that's our that's our whole um, raison d'être. Jill, that's been fantastic thank you so much for joining us that feels like a, a really good place to kind of um draw this to a close now um i am i've got a little uh banner here so um, if people want to reach out they can jump onto the walks um website there are franchisees opening up up and down the uk so you know you can jump on there find out who you who you know who's local to you that kind of thing um you know as things open up i know you're going to be having sort of your festivals and things starting up as well so you know definitely would encourage everyone to to have a look at that um mm -hmm. but yeah i think let's let's wrap it up there yeah. so i shall leave you with the last in memory of what might be going on in the world <laughs> well, I, I was I was going to say I know one of the things that you guys say is that like you, you know you're you're a gym without walls and I yeah. think it's it's very literal because you're outside um, but I think it's also you know what you're doing is so inclusive yeah um, and in so many ways it's very much community led. There, you know, being part of your organisation, even in the way we are, it, you know, we definitely feel that we're, you know, we're not just working with a brand; we're part of the movement. And um, and so it's like I say, it's just been fantastic having you here today. Hopefully, something a bit different, something, some food for thought for some of the <laughs> business owners or marketing pro pros that follow us. Um, and I hope they reach out to you. Yeah. Um, for everyone else, we'll be back here again next Thursday, 12 noon, going live for um, live lunch on Facebook and LinkedIn and, and YouTube now as well. Um, thank you for tuning in and joining us, and we'll see you all next week. And now, everybody, please just get up. Okay. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>